Ever wanted to know more about sex, but I got nothing. We all got bodies. Most of us do want to know about sex. And if not sex, you know, just the workings of our bodies and our minds about that. There's tons of books that can help you and little ones learn about yours and their bodies. Today we're talking about sex is a funny word. Warning for the following in this episode. Sex. Sexy sex. Sexy sex. Sexy sexitude. Education. Sexy sex. Sex sexitude education. Carnival sex. Social media. Inhuman color schemes. Middle parts. The fourth wall sex. Hiding the word fuck. And the following episode will include sexy sex strong language. Welcome to the Band Library Podcast. Welcome to this episode. My name is S.D. Harker, librarian, writer, Valentine of the Cosmos. You can follow me on Twitter, at BandWriter. You can follow the library, at BandLibrary on Twitter. Also Instagram, Facebook, and the sex chat room. Wordplay for stupid people. But I don't really pay attention to most of those other than Twitter. If you'd like to help support the Band Library, go to our Patreon, over on patreon.com slash bandlibrary. There's a link in the post and on the website. For just a dollar a month, $12 a year, you can be a member of the Friends of the Band Library and get access to damn near everything we've ever posted going back, I don't know, 69 years? Sounds like a good round number. We just did a Hannibal episode for Band TV, where I do Band TV episodes about once a month. The episode, oof, if my French is correct, it's a damn good bit of television. We had a good discussion. But today we're talking about Sex is a Funny Word by, by Corey Silverberg and Fiona Smith. This is basically a comic book for kids. It's just different orientations, makeups, gender. It's really good about talking about bodies, uh, gender, sexuality for children. It's marketed 8 to 10. I'd say you probably go younger or whatever. And parents. I think this has got good information about how to talk to your kids about sex and gender and just identity in general. Now, who are the crazy people that made this crazy book about sex and stuff? Well, Corey Silverberg was raised by a children's librarian and a sex therapist in the 70s in a, quote, middle-class liberal Canadian home in the 70s, unquote. He received a master's in education and from the... Ontario Institute for Studies in Education at the University of Toronto. Uh, 1997, he's been developing and facilitating workshops for hundreds of agencies and organizations across North America on a range of topics, including gender expression and identity, sexuality and disability, sexual pleasure, sexual communication, technology, and access and inclusion. He's a founding member of the Come As You Are Cooperative, Worked as a researcher and television consultant in Canada for over 10 years. He's an author of three books, 
And he has one daughter that he's mentioned in one article that I read. Fiona Smith, the illustrator here, follows in most illustrators I have and that there's not a whole lot online about her in my hasty, shoddy research than I normally do. She was born in Montreal in 1964. Canadian joint today, up in here. Sorry I didn't put that in the warnings. She moved to Toronto in 1979, studied at Ontario College of Art and Design, graduated there in 86. She became an all-around artist, paintings, illustrations, murals, comics. She created a couple comics, um, Shays, Cheese, for Exclaim Magazine, did a monthly color strip for Vice Magazine. She also created Nocturnal Emissions, and a collection of her comic, Cheese, was published in 2001. No idea where either of these people are now, what they're doing. I hope they're having happy, wonderful lives. They do good work. Why the hell are we talking about this book? I mean, besides all the sex, of course it was banned. It was top 10 in 2017, number 6 on that li- on ALA's list. In 2015, the informational children's book written by a certified sex educator, that's what this book is and who the author is, it was challenged because it addressed sex education and believed it led to children to, quote, want to have sex or ask questions about sex. Unquote. This fascinates me to no end. There are 7 billion people on this planet. Of course your kids are going to ask about sex. Otherwise, your kids are going to have kids. Really young. Talk to them about this. I know it's weird. We live in puritanical... You know, I, hell, I grew up in Mississippi. United States of America puritanical as you can get but even i got a little bit of talking to like hey if you do this and that you're gonna end up with a kid or disease we were all like i don't want a kid or disease but it's really fun (laughs) Uh, specific challenges actually are pretty scarce a lot of them have been kept confidential i'm not a huge fan of this what the hell if it's number six in 2017 there should have been a shitload of reported cases but there's not Claudette Riley, a journalist in Springfield, Missouri, did discover that sex is a funny word was included among 36 censorship incidents. Just, it's one or two of 36, not all 36. That's been happening since 2014 and was mostly challenged for sexual education, of course, because we can't actually challenge people. And has generally been challenged as, quote, inappropriate for its illustrations and its title and has been relocated in various different websites, even for mentioning LGBTQ content. It's fucking insane. There was one specific uh, part I could find. 2018 in Alabama, the Athens Limestone Public Library retained, but relocated it after they put up a post on social media, a picture of a display, and it had this book on it, and people freaked the fuck out. So it was taken down from the display and put in the juvenile nonfiction section. For just posting a picture of this book, people lost their shit. It's amazing how much we want to hide sex. You can have a dozen... Will Smith shoot ten people in the face in whatever that Gemini Man horrible freaking movie that was. But if you show one penis or vagina, you are wiping out most of your audience. 
It will not be displayed here. That is pornography. You can have one fuck in a PG-13 movie as long as it's not sexual. Chris Evans can say, fuck this. As long as he's not pointing towards his dick. Fucking weird. Weird goddamn society we live in, kids. But that's the whole point here. It has been described, the book. We're going to get into the plot now. Candid, inclusive, stereotype-defying, wonderful primer. It's just, it is really all those things. Uh, If you are looking to teach your kids about sex, this is one of the books I would recommend you pick up, you read through. You talk to them about. You read it with them. I don't know why that's a thing. I mean, I got handed a pamphlet after a small talk in the gym. And I was like, if you have any questions, come let me know. And that was it. This was way before the end, like six years before we even had internet in my house. It was just, it was before college. Yeah, it's just really fucking weird. But anyway, uh, it has won um, several awards, including most of them in 2016, the Norma Fleck Award, uh, the ALA Stonewall Book Award, the Notable Children's Book. It's just, it's, it's really good. I definitely recommend you read this. I'm going to go ahead and throw that out there right now. And then I'll let's actually talk about the book and its contents. Uh, it has a belongs to page. That's my favorite children's book thing of all time. More than a glossary or an index. Just that first page when you open it up and says, this book belongs to, and has a space to write your name. I don't know why. I always loved that as a kid. It's just, if you're a children's book author, if you're for some goddamn reason listening to this, Put a little belongs to page. It's just cute and it's fun. And it, you know, it's one of those things you look back and like, oh, I remember this book and pop it open or you're at a garage sale and you pop open that, you know, cat in the hat or whatever the fuck book you're looking at, picture book, and it just says, this belongs to Andy and it's written all fucked up. And you're like, oh, hope Andy's doing okay. Or you look back at your own handwriting you're like, Jesus, well, that hasn't changed. It's just fun to have an about page. And we meet our four characters that are going to take us through all these questions that, honestly, no offense to whatever, but these are kind of interchangeable people. They don't have a lot of personalities. I don't even know why we're giving them names at this point. I mean, even the there, there's one that's a little bit more sexually adventurous. There's one kid that has, like, the arm crutches, uh, but he, I guess he seems smarter. There's one that's a little bit more arrogant, but he doesn't really display it. Their characters in name only, just so we'll have something to throw a line. Maybe there's more to it that I I didn't get. You know, maybe you can pour over this longer than the two hours that I did. But we have Zai, Cooper, Mimi, Nomar. Uh, They are in non-human colors, you know, purples and whatever, orange. It's just, it's great. It's a comic book. It's a picture book. And it sort of helps to break up any kind of stereotypes you may have. I kind of dig it that they went with these non-traditional whatever by talking about traditionally puritanical things. So break the norm right off. It's a really good idea. I like it. And it just sort of makes things a little bit more fun and a little bit more, hey, we're just going to have fun with this topic today. The pages are very busy uh, sometimes, especially like this, this intro page with all the different characters. Just a lot of shit to look at, which is really kind of fun because then you can do like play a Where's Waldo and like, Oh, this get you know this got this information over here. Most of the information in the book, though, is in very plain, kind of tiny text. 
I do have to kind of say that. I kind of wish the text was a little bit bigger and bolder. Maybe it's just my old ass eyes just couldn't read it as well. Who knows? But it just seems to blend in sometimes with the... Because there'd be like a dark green and there's just this you know, regular 12-point font, 14-point, somewhere in there. It's you know like a smaller font that's not bolded. It's just on the page. That sometimes made it a little bit harder reading. I kind of wish it was a little bolder, a little bit more striking off the page to the words, especially when the words give you good information, which this book does. And we start with a teacher talking about sex, uh, going over like, okay, let's say the funny word now. Everybody's laughing. It is a funny word, sex, because it's something we all do that makes us feel good and kind of makes us funny and some people shame us for it. So that makes it taboo. He says sex is like a carnival, which... I don't know what carnivals you're going to, but hey, sign me up, I guess. Mostly saying that like you can't do everything in one day. like You can't do it all at once. There's a lot of different things in the carnival. There's a lot of things that go along with sex. You can't cover it all at once, and honestly, you don't want to. Maybe, you know, you spend one day just on the roller coasters. Maybe you don't like roller coasters. Maybe you want to do... Just eat your fill of cotton candy and funnel cake. I fucking love funnel cake. Maybe you're one of those weirdos that likes, you know, fried butter. I've tried it. It's not bad. It's probably going to kill you, but it's not bad. You know, so that's sort of where the sex goes from. Everybody's got their own things. Some people like the midway. Some people like the roller coasters. Life goes on. We're all different. I kind of like that metaphor, actually. The more I really even look and think about it, it is funny to say, like, carnival sex. But, because who knows what that entails? You know, probably fucking fish and, you know, goldfish and bowls and shit. I don't know. I'm not going there. But it is a good metaphor. There's something for everybody. You could even say like the mall or any big space with a bunch of different shit in it. Because that is the spectrum of sex, the Kinsey scale, all that. You know, we all are into different shit. Some of us are into the same shit. Some of us wouldn't touch that shit with a 10-foot pole. Some of us would run towards that shit with a fucking, you know, legs. I, I got, that metaphor fell apart. They had a great table of contents. I kind of love this for a comic book. It's just sort of like a ribbon that's going through the page, and each ribbon has like a little thing off of it that shows the chapter titles and what page it's on. I really like this. It's kind of like a family circus cartoon without all the weird Christianity and strange ghosts that seem to hang around that house. I don't understand that comic. But anyway, there's the, it's like a weird ribbon where you kind of follow around on the page where it's going. It's treating this book as a journey, some knowledge, you know, like a path that you just kind of follow and one leads to the next. And it's really good. We're going to start with sex in general. Uh, basically boiling it down to respect, trust, joy, and justice. Uh, respect, obviously, you know, respect the person you're with. Trust, you'll trust the person that you're with to share your respect. Joy, because sex is fucking fun for most, some people. It's not whatever. And justice, because sex should be equal and not treated, you know, one one thing shouldn't be treated as different, especially when you get into gender and thoughts about that, discriminating against sex or who people have sex with or how they have sex or how they view their own sex. And this is also, sex is a big-ass word. I think they describe it as play. Play can be a big word. Oh, I'm just playing around. You want to go to a play? Let's play this. At least he didn't do run. 
because that's got big ass definition. We used to have the if you couldn't do uh gym, you know, forgot your changing clothes or sick or something, you'd have to sit there and copy the definition of run in the dictionary. That was our summer pseudo punishment, pseudo just boring. I don't know why that came to mind. And my favorite thing in a textbook, especially a fun, you know, colorful book like this, questions at the end of the chapter. Make you think about what you just read. Put it into context. Put it out of context. Blow it up a little bit. How does this make you feel? What does this make you think about? It's just really well done, you know, pseudo textbook this thing is. I dig it. It's just really well made. You can tell an educator made this because they've had to look at fucking textbooks. They come out of Texas or wherever the fuck, you know, textbooks come from. And they're like, that's just shit. But then they looked at like a D&D manual and they're like, fuck yeah, this is a reference book. Which this isn't a reference book. This is a more of a textbook knowledge, you know, kind of education tool than it is an actual reference tool. But still, it's really well done. I love this. We're going to go into bodies. We're not going to talk about private parts. We're going to talk about middle parts. I kind of like that that's how they frame, um, you know, like penis, vagina. We can say these words. I'm an adult. Nipples, anything that's erogenous in your middle area of your body. Did I say that right? Erogenous? Uh, Because privacy is different for everybody. Because there's laws that are privacy are different. I can, as a male, walk out without a shirt on. Nobody's going to flip out. Whereas... A female walking out, even in this wonderful state of Washington, gonna draw some eyes if she walks out without a shirt on, showing her nipples off. Is that right? Absolutely not. It's fucked up. But privacy is different for everyone. And I may choose not to ever show my nipples. I may jump in the pool with a shirt on, with a big old hairy sweater. And it's my prerogative. You don't get to shame me for it. At least to my face. You laugh in my back, because if you jump in the pool with a sweater, that's a little strange. I'm I'm just I'm not gonna shame you for it, but I'm gonna look at you and be like, You feeling okay? You got chills? Something strange? I know the water's cold, but that's not gonna help. Just I'm gonna get I'm gonna tell you right now. Jumping in cold water with, with a sweater on doesn't help. It's not gonna keep you warm. Gotta use some like neoprene, something, you know, whatever. Moving on. We do have a breaking the fourth wall thing where they are reading the book. Sex is a funny word. In the book, sex is a funny word. Holy shit, broke my little mind. Which kind of makes me wonder, how do you even do that? Do you design the cover first and then sort of put it in with the art? It looks here like maybe they, you know, did all the art first and then sort of put it in like, oh, she's reading a book. Oh, you could, we could put the title in. We have the technology. We are equipped. Kind of dug it. And here's where we get, you know, all the nudes. When we break out our middle parts, nipples, bottoms, vulva, clitoris, vagina, penis, testicle, scrotum, erections. We talk about it all. You know, share what you want. Don't share what you want. Here's what it's made of. Here's how you make it hard. Here's everything that, you know, happens to it. Here's where the pee hole is. Here's where the butthole is. Wash your hands. I do like the emphasis of washing your hands. If you touch the urethra or the anus. And good on you. Let's spread some proper hygiene, goddammit. We do talk about gender uh, as opposed to sex. Uh, boys, girls, 
uh, how they're looked at in the beginning. You know, when a doctor sees a baby come out, sees a penis, he says, boy. But that may not be how you feel as you grow older. And that's okay to switch yourself around, to feel like the norms of the gender that you have been assigned are not your norms. I kind of like that one. Personal choice versus hospital choice. I think it may have behooved to stretch that you may want to, you know, I don't know. There's a bigger topic here that I'm not equipped to handle about medical choices and divulging, you know, assigned at birth versus, you know, your actual biological makeup. But hey, I I don't know. This is not my expertise, so I'm going to step away from it. Personal choice versus hospital one. Definite good thing. We get into touching. There's all kinds of touching. There's, you know, self-touching. You know, masturbation. They get into that. Feels good. Have fun with it. You know, kind of wish they'd done like a don't hurt yourself. But it is a good thing to do. And I like that the book stresses that. Uh, touching others. When you have a partner, it's good to touch others. Touch is a main component of human society. The last year, I believe a lot of our social problems uh, in the middle of Corona have come from not being able to touch each other. Just not be able to get close. We're a community of species. Not all of us, of course. Some of us thrive sitting in the mountains by themselves, staring at nature, whatever bullshit. The wide majority, though. Again, 7 billion people. We like to touch each other. It's kind of the... It's one of those things. It, Proven, you know, hugs, raise endorphin levels and all that kind of shit. And I think serotonin levels. Like we actually are happier when we hug more, when we touch someone than we want to. But there's also bad touches. Um, when you don't want to be touched, even if it's on the shoulder or in your, you know, shake hands, a hug from a family member you don't want, that's bad. And you should be able to communicate that and be okay with that. Uh, there's been a couple parts of my life where, you know, I had an aunt or, Somebody that was close to me that's like, give me a hug. It's like, I don't really feel it right now. I'm not comfortable. And I sort of got in trouble. And that's, I look back on it and I feel justified. I wasn't comfortable touching this person or having them touch me. I told them that and they kept doing it. And I realize now definitely that probably was the source of a lot of angst in my life. Just touching in general when I didn't want to be touched. And then there's a book, there's a part of this where they call secret touching, which is basically molestation. Uh, When they touch your private areas, when they touch your middle parts and say, let's just keep this a secret. You know, I could get in trouble. You could get in trouble if they learned about this. Never a good thing if someone asks you to keep a secret. It's almost always bad. I'm just going to go ahead and say that. Straight across the board. If somebody asks you to keep something secret that they've done, especially if it's something you don't like, probably bad. Run away from that person. Now we actually talk about sex. Different words for sex. Uh, There is an implied fuck here. They do the little squiggle marks. I forget which book we talked about where they did that and they got in trouble with it. But come on. They literally say, "What, what the fuck was that about? And they also talk about like good words they could mean like, you know, sex and happiness. Uh, what sexy can mean. 
what it means to find someone sexy when an adult says it, when you know, when they see something and it's like sexy. We get uh, outside of just talking and actual like feelings. First time on crushes, you know, oh, you may one day just suddenly feel weird about somebody and that's sort of a crush. You know, you just want to think about them and talk about them a lot. Love is an actual reciprocation of that crush. I don't think it goes into that. It, it's got a different definition, but it's basically a partnership, sort of a loving relationship. And then we actually get into the relationship itself, whereas not always sexual, but can be a relationship with love in it. I kind of, I, I, I felt this chapter was a little bit vague, which it kind of has to be because it's a very vague topic. I mean, a crush, you sort of get that, but there's different degrees of it. A love is just the weirdest fucking thing to talk about. Again, the book says that some people think it's the most powerful thing in the universe. Some people just think it's a thing. Or it's not even anything, just chemical processes. I don't know, this is kind of a vague chapter area. And I get it kind of has to be, because these are vague topics. And it ends with basically a, you know, be you. Be yourself. If something's uncomfortable, don't do it. If something is comfortable, do it safely. I kind of like it. And there's a glossary, of course, in the back that has all the LGBT. Anybody who says this is like cramming LGBT nonsense in your, or whatever, then their word's nonsense. That's not true. It offers it as an option, but really doesn't talk about it. It's generally about, you know, your body and being comfortable. I kind of like that and talking, being comfortable talking about it, which is what we really lack in this country because everybody wants to be like, you know, focusing in on their hypersexuality. Like, no, just in general, what you, what you into, <laughs> you know, like what, what, what it's all normal. And I think there's a lot of deviation and horrible behavior because it's not normal to talk about sex or what you're into, or I don't like those two men kissing on my TV. Who cares what you like and don't turn the damn channel. Some people don't like that. Some people do like that. Some people watch some really weird shit on the internet. You're one Google search away from having that and you're fucking, you know, liked mentions all day. It, it is a solid sex book. It teaches a really good foundation brings lots of good questions to bear. It's not preachy. It's just kind of a factual, here's what it is. The only discount of that I could say is what I said before. It's a little vague at times, but I think that's intentional to bring up all these questions. I just wish it sort of, I don't know. It's just in my mind, I guess, to have concrete definitions, and that's it's a bad thing. Uh, like your labels, I guess. Whatever you want to do. And hell yeah, give it to babies. Uh, like I said before, read this with your kids. Read this first, read this with your kids, and then have them read it by themselves with their friends. Talk about it. Make sex normal. God damn it. Again, there's 7 billion people on this planet. Maybe we could control that a little bit if we didn't. And honestly, what's your favorite way of to avoid asking a lewd question at the end of a podcast about a sex book? I don't have any easy way to answer that. But what is your favorite, like, sex book teaching tool? How did you get taught? Uh, that seems a little wrong. Uh, how did your parents teach you about sex? I told you how mine did. Fifth grade, there was a class. Sixth grade, I got a pamphlet. Told to talk about it. Never really talked about it after that. Send your answer over on our Twitter, Band Library. Uh, one of the ways you can contact us, contact at Band Library. All the 
Band Library contact page. All that stuff's on there. You can email us, contact at bandlibrary.com. But yeah, Band Library, and there's contact. There's like a form. you got all the stuff there. We've got a phone message if you want to just call us and leave a message however you want. You can also subscribe to the podcast. Google Play, Amazon. Write a review if you feel like it. Follow us on Twitter. Whatever other social media. Support us Patreon. Patreon.com slash library. Band Library. Dollar a month. You get all this shit. All these links are down on this post. And that's where we're going to end this week. Thank you for listening. Stay in. Read a book. Music, Dances and Dames, by Kevin McLeod at Incompetech.com. Licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0.